0: Welcome to Line A, Describe WorkSafe BC Regulations. The Trades Access Common Core resources are licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution 4.0. The materials in these learning guides are for use by students and instructional staff and have been compiled from sources believed to be reliable and to represent best current knowledge on these subjects. These audio resources are intended to serve as a starting point for good practices and may not specify all minimum legal standards. No warranty, guarantee, or representation is made by the BC Piping Trades Articulation Committee, the British Columbia Industry Training Authority, BC Campus, or the Queen's Printer of British Columbia as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information contained in these publications. These audio resources are intended to provide basic guidelines for piping trades practices. Do not assume, therefore, that all necessary warnings and safety precautionary measures are contained in this publication and that other or additional measures may not be required. To learn more about BC Campus Open Education, visit www.open.bccampus.ca. Be advised that references to the Workers' Compensation Board of British Columbia safety regulations contained within these materials do not, may not, reflect the most recent Occupational Health and Safety regulation. The current standards and regulation in BC can be obtained at the following website www.worksafebc.com. When you hear the following sound, that will mean you are moving on to the next learning task in this module.
1: Describe WorkSafeBC Regulations, Section 1. Define terms used in the Workers' Compensation Act. The Workers' Compensation Act, WCA, has four parts with several divisions in each part as well as a set of definitions at the beginning. Part one, Compensation to Workers and Dependents, is organized into six divisions and deals with matters such as compensation assessments, governance of WorkSafe BC, and general administrative procedures. Part two deals with the liability of employers in industries not within the scope of Part one. Part three, occupational health and safety, addresses matters such as the rights and responsibilities of workplace parties, joint committees and worker representatives, protection against discrimination, and WorkSafe BC administrative procedures and regulation making authority. Part four, appeals, deals with appeals and the role of workers' compensation appeal tribunal definitions in the act at the start of the WCA there is a section dedicated to definitions this ensures that the reader has a reference to the context of specific terms used within the document if a word is not defined in this section then the regular dictionary definition applies review the definitions of the following words in the act accident Board. Compensation. Construction. Dependent. Employer. Employment. Industry. Member of family. Person. Reconsider. Regulation. Retirement benefit. Worker. Describe WorkSafeBC Regulations, Section 2. Describe WCA Conditions of Compensation. All employers in British Columbia are assessed a fee, which together cover all of WorkSafeBC's operating costs. Assessments pay for inspecting the worksite, training workers, and all the direct costs of job site injuries. WorkSafeBC collects insurance premiums from employers to cover the cost of workplace insurance. Employers are required to pay premiums just as anyone would for any other insurance. Premiums are based on the assessable earnings of the workers. The assessed rate is based on the industry classification and the company's past history. The premiums collected pay for costs associated with work-related injuries and diseases, including health care, wage loss, rehabilitation, and administration. Workers who are covered. In most provinces, all workers, whether permanent or casual, in the industries listed below, are covered by the legislation. Casual workers are those not on the regular payroll or in steady employment with a particular industry. Communications Lumbering Fishing Mining or quarrying Manufacturing Retail sales Public utilities Wholesale supply Transportation government agencies and construction check the provincial legislation to determine exactly what occupations are covered compensated injuries and job related illness workers compensation is a no fault insurance policy this means that in most cases a worker who is injured during work will be eligible for compensation the act outlines the compensation for personal injury claims in part 1 division 2 Workers normally receive compensation if they are covered under the legislation and if in the course of employment they suffer personal injury or death or suffer a mental disorder, contract an occupational disease such as mercury or lead poisoning, silicosis, asbestosis, and other lung ailments, heart attack, radiation sickness, cancers of various kinds, asthma, tendinitis, and heat stress or suffer from loss of hearing. Circumstances for compensation. If a worker is injured or becomes ill in the course of employment, that worker will normally receive compensation. The phrase, in the course of employment, does not mean the person has to be at work. It means the worker must be doing something that is connected with the employment. In deciding if an injured worker is eligible to receive compensation for injury or illness, WorkSafe BC considers the following questions. Did it occur on the employer's premises? Did it occur in the process of the worker doing something for the employer? Did it occur during an activity done in response to instructions from the employer? Did it occur while using equipment or materials supplied by the employer? Did it occur while receiving payment or other consideration from the employer? Was the risk that the worker was exposed to the same risk a worker is normally exposed to? Did it occur during a time period for which the worker was being paid? Was it caused by some activity of the employer or a coworker? After considering the questions listed above, the board allows claims that are not directly related to work, but are related to employment. The examples below describe the types of decisions WorkSafeBC has made. A truck driver was hit by a car while crossing the street to return to her truck. She had been cashing her paycheck on company time. She was compensated for her injury. A mine worker in a remote mining camp fell down the bunkhouse steps in a leisure house after his shift. He received compensation. A carpenter hired in Vernon was traveling to Vancouver to a new job. He was killed in an automobile accident. His widow received compensation. A worker was staying in a hotel while on company business. She fell in the hotel bathroom and fractured an ankle. She received compensation. A worker contracted a lung disease many years after working with asbestos fibers. He was compensated. Worker Benefits When a worker's claim is accepted, he or she will begin receiving benefits from WorkSafeBC. WorkSafeBC benefits begin immediately. Note that the employer is responsible for a worker's wages on the day of injury. Wage loss benefits from WorkSafeBC start the first scheduled shift lost after the day of a work-related injury or disease. Healthcare costs are covered on the day of injury. A worker receives wage loss benefits until the case manager concludes the worker is able to return to work, or has recovered from the injury. If an employer can provide light or modified duties and it's safe for the worker to do them, he or she can return to work to conduct those duties. Worksafe BC. benefits can be suspended if the worker does not attend or does not cooperate in a medical examination or program arranged by Worksafe BC. The worker participates in any activity that might delay recovery. The worker refuses treatment recommended by WorkSafeBC. The claim is fraudulent. Compensation benefits, also known as wage loss benefits, are based on 90% of a worker's average net earnings. Therefore, WorkSafeBC must determine both the average earnings of a worker as well as the worker's net earnings. Also, there are rules for short-term average net earnings, compensation up to 10 weeks, and special rules for long-term average net earnings when the worker is disabled beyond 10 weeks. Describe WorkSafe BC Regulations, Section 3. State the responsibilities of employers, workers, and others at the workplace. A safe workplace is one that has a variety of people working together to ensure proper workplace safety is followed. Each person has a certain responsibility, and if each does her or his part, a safe workplace should result. The Workers' Compensation Act, WCA, identifies the responsibilities of three main groups as shown in Figure 1. In some cases, an individual may have responsibilities in more than one group. Part 3, Division 3, Sections 115-124 to 124 of the WCA identify the general duties of employers, workers, and others in the workplace. Employers' Workplace Responsibilities The WCA identifies responsibilities that are common to all places of employment, To ensure health and safety, the employer must remedy workplace hazardous conditions, ensure that workers are aware of known or foreseeable hazards of their work, comply with the act and regulation, are made aware of their rights and duties, establish occupational health and safety policies, provide and maintain protective equipment, devices, and clothing as required, provide information, instruction, training, and supervision to workers in carrying out their work. Make a copy of the Act and regulation available for review by workers. Cooperate with Workplace Safety Representatives and WorkSafe BC. Workers' Workplace Responsibilities According to the WCA, the worker is responsible for his or her own safety on the job, as well as the safety of others. The Act states that every worker must carry out work in accordance with established safe work procedures, use and wear protective equipment, devices, and clothing as required, not engage in horseplay or similar conduct that endangers the workers or others, ensure that the worker's ability to work is not impaired by alcohol, drugs, or other causes, report to the supervisor or employer issues contravening the act or regulation, Defects in or absence of protective equipment, devices, and clothing. Existence of any hazards that the worker considers potentially dangerous. Cooperate with Workplace Safety Representatives and WorkSafeBC. Supervisors' Workplace Responsibilities To ensure the health and safety of the workers under their direct supervision, a supervisor must be knowledgeable about the Act and any regulations that apply to their workplace, Ensure workers are made aware of all known or reasonably foreseeable health or safety hazards in the area where they work. Consult and cooperate with workplace safety representatives and WorkSafe BC. Owners' workplace responsibilities. Every owner of a workplace must provide and maintain the owner's land and premises that are being used as a workplace in a manner that ensures the health and safety of persons at or near the workplace. Give to the employer or prime contractor at the workplace the information known to the other that is necessary to identify and eliminate or control hazards to the health or safety of persons at the workplace. Suppliers' workplace responsibilities. Every supplier must ensure that any tool, equipment, machine or device, or any biological, chemical, or physical agent supplied by the supplier is safe when used according to the directions provided by the supplier. Ensure that any biological, chemical, or physical agent supplied by the supplier is labeled according to the acceptable federal and provincial legislation. And maintain any tool, equipment, machine, or device in safe condition if the supplier has responsibility under a leasing agreement to maintain it. Describe WorkSafeBC regulations, section four. Describe the WCA requirements for reporting workplace accidents. Whenever an injury occurs, both the worker and employer have an obligation to report the incident and injury. The worker is obligated to let the employer know and the employer must report to WorkSafeBC. If either one fails to provide the required information a claim for compensation will be affected. Worker report. The worker must inform the employer of the incident as soon as reasonably possible after it occurs. The report must include the name of the worker, the time and place the injury occurred, and the nature of the injury. Informing the supervisor, first aid attendant, or superintendent will comply with the requirement to report to the employer. If requested by the employer, the worker must also provide the details of the injury by filling out a WorkSafeBC form. This information will also assist the employer in filling out the Form 7 Injury and Incident Report. When applying for compensation and reporting a work-related injury or occupational disease, the worker can go to the WorkSafeBC website to find a number of reporting options under the Claims tab, link listed. A worker will need details of the incident that caused the injury, the earnings information for any missed work and healthcare provider information for any medical treatment. Option 1. Call Teleclaim. If a worker has missed work because of an injury, the first step is to start a claim by calling Teleclaim at 1-800-WORKERS or one 967 5377 Monday to Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. The claims representative will provide the worker with a user ID and password to check claim details. Option 2. Submit the form online. If a worker has missed work because of an injury and has a user ID and password, he or she can submit a Form 6 online. The advantage of having this type of online account is that the worker can log on later to see more details about the claim, including correspondence, claim decisions, and payment information. Option 3. Report injuries not resulting in loss of time from work. If a worker has not missed work because of an injury, all that is required is to report the details about the incident to the employer as soon as possible. Employer report. An employer must report to WorkSafeBC within three days of every injury or disabling occupational disease occurring to a worker that is or is claimed to be one arising out of and in the course of employment. An employer must immediately report to WorkSafeBC the death of a worker, whether the cause of death is claimed to have arisen from the work or outside the workplace. The employer's report must be on the proper form supplied by WorkSafeBC. Failure to report an injury is an offense and could result in penalties. Describe WorkSafe BC Regulations, Section 5 Use the Occupational Health and Safety Regulation The purpose of the OHS regulation is to promote occupational health and safety and to protect workers and others present at workplaces from work-related risks to their health, safety, and well-being. Compliance with the requirements provides the basis on which workers and employers, in cooperation, can solve workplace health and safety problems. Requirements are not an end in themselves, but are a foundation on which to build an effective health and safety program. OHS Regulation Organization The OHS regulation has 34 parts. Currently, Part 33 is not in effect, as of March 2015. Each part covers a particular topic related to the safety in the workplace. See Figure 1. The titles of the parts are grouped as follows. Parts 1 to 4. Core requirements apply to all workplaces. Parts 5 to 19. General hazard requirements deal with general hazards found in a number of workplaces, usually higher hazard operations. Parts 20 to 34. Industry activity-specific requirements deal with specific industries or specific hazardous activities. Rights and Responsibilities. In Part 3 of the Regulation, Rights and Responsibilities, Section 3.12, Procedure for Refusal, explains that you have the right to refuse to do any act or operate any tool, appliance, or equipment when you have reasonable cause to believe that to do so would put you in danger. OHS Guidelines When you read the language in the Regulation, sometimes you will find wording that could be interpreted differently. For example, The procedure for refusal section uses the wording reasonable cause to believe and undue hazard. In many situations, the reasonable cause and undue hazard can be straightforward. However, in some situations it can be more difficult to determine that the worker has reasonable cause to believe there is an undue hazard. It is for reasons similar to these Many parts of the OHS regulations also have associated OHS guidelines, which are used to help interpret and apply the OHS regulation. If you are looking at a section of the regulations on the WorkSafeBC website or app, you can consult guidelines that explain the tests for determining whether a worker has a reasonable cause to believe, that an undue hazard exists or would be created, and what constitutes an undue hazard. The guidelines also explain the process for investigation into a work refusal where completion of the procedure under section 3.12 sub 3 of the regulation has not resolved the work stoppage. Using the OHS regulation, it is important that a worker can locate and interpret regulations that deal with situations that commonly arise in the trades. The occupational health and safety regulations are important and familiarity with the contents of these regulations is essential for all tradespersons. Using the online search tool is a good aid for identifying or confirming regulations that govern specific situations you may encounter on your job site.